So, um, you know, when we go on retreat, it, and you know, it's it's about gathering together and the importance of doing that. And I've had just on my heart um, all weekend the scripture from Matthew. It talks about then when two or more gather in my name, I am there in the midst of you. And um, that's why it's, why, why it's so important that we do what we do, that we gather together. And I was watch, I read, read this article this week on um, just church growth and all the stuff that you know we've come out of. But something that was said really hit me and I thought, you know, that is so right. Is we can so often focus on our goals and where we're going and all of that and what's going to happen next and how does this plan out. And I mean, if you know Philip, you'll know that's how he's wired. And, and uh, so this has been really interesting for him to step back from that. But what's more important, and this is what the article is talking about, is with, there's a lot of CEOs in, in church life and in the ministry, but what is really needed is, is mothers and fathers, yeah. is family. Yeah. And um, that it's more about the culture that we have of what do we do when we're together? What does it look like? And um, I actually had an encounter, Philip and I have started learning to uh, ascend together that's the word we're going to use, just to go up together. And uh, I often see, and he'll feel. He goes, I didn't see that, but we get to the same place. He's like, why do you see? I said, well, because I see. <laughs> so you ripped do off. it by faith. Ripped <laughs> off, yeah, but he's getting there. So. <laughs> but um, when, when I, I had an encounter, and I have a, a little bit of a, um, I guess, Abraham is mentoring me, so he's my, my great-granddad kind of in, in the Lord. And, and he is to everybody. He's the father of our faith, but I actually have get to see him there. And uh, he, he took, me, took me to this new place, and it was this big field, and there was this campfire happening. And I'm like, do you need fire in heaven? And he goes, no, but it's cool, eh? <laughs> you know, it's nice. And if you think about Abraham, well, that's what they would have done, gathered around the campfire. But as I sat down with him, and there was others around the campfire, what happens when you sit around the campfire? You just kick back, you talk. If you know us, we get the guitar out and sing silly songs. And last year, Shara was in her element and she was singing Get Your Armour On like it was, I don't know who she was, ACDC or something, marching around the campfire. But it was just, we, we, we instantly relaxed. We look at the fire, we toast marshmallows. And you know, that's what we were, I was doing in heaven. With, um, and it was just, I really felt the Father saying, Why don't you do this all the time? This is what it's all about. And often we come to the Lord and we come to spend time and we go to heaven because we want to get something. And I really felt that the Lord said, what about just coming to commune together, to commune with me, to sit with me, just like you would around a campfire? Because that's when you feel people's heart. You get to know them. You worship together. You just, you know what Justin talked about, that heart-to-heart connection. And that doesn't happen just because, you know, you're in one place. It's actually that you want to commune together and sit around the campfire. And uh, it's more about that than anything else. You know, and we have a vision. The Lord's shown us a blueprint of hubs of light all over the place. And we've got a, in our heart this that we can't see the full picture of having a place where we can be a resource and people can chill out at. And Philip talked about that last week. But more than that is that we set a culture of family. And if you just get in your head that coming around the campfire or coming around the dining table and, and just hanging out together and having that heart-to-heart connection. Because when we build that, there's love. And faith works by love. Yeah. With a campfire, because we have quite a few of them at our place, is that um, 
It's the, the end of the day. It's the end of the work. So it's a time of rest. And you know, you've you've done and a dining room table when people sort of talk, it's generally when all the work's finished and you sit down and you just gather around together and you start to share and talk. And a campfire's exactly the same. You know, you've you've sat down, everything's done, and you just enjoy and rest. And I get the vision of the fires, like when you're sitting around a campfire and you're staring into those coals, um, and you know, the flame and that's Jesus, mm. you know, he's, he's that fire too, you know, so, mm. yeah, it's good. So that, I guess that's what's just really on, on my heart this morning is that, this, you know, and we sometimes can think, oh, brunch, is that all it is? But it's actually, I kept on just having this real sense that when we do just even the simple things, that Jesus is in our midst, that he is actually here with us. And uh, not to underestimate that, actually when Justin was here and, and I, I know that morning I, I just could feel the Lord, his face close to my face is, and he was so close. And Justin actually said that oh, I, he saw Jesus physically in our kitchen, like in the physical. He says, he does, I don't often see him like that, but he, was, he was, could see him like I'm looking at you, Helen. He could see him and I could feel him. I could sense him in the spirit and I was a mess. I was just crying the whole morning that morning but because it's, I could feel him. But he was able to see him like I'm looking at you. And you see, we, we just think, oh yeah, Jesus is here, but he's actually here. He's here. You know, and, and that we make him feel welcome in our gatherings, that he is, he is here in the midst of us. And when he's here in the midst of us, what will happen? You see, we activate that by faith. It's all by faith. When you think Jesus is here, Jesus is here, what does that mean for me right now? Because when he's in our midst, sickness goes. Depression goes. Hurts are lifted off. He touches our hearts. When he's in our midst, weariness gets lifted off and peace is replaced. You know, and if we, if we really just stop and, and contemplate that, just like you would around a campfire, I think, Jesus is here in my midst. What does that mean? Because that's, he is, he's here right now. He's here right now. And you can feel his presence when you just stop. Okay, Jesus is here. And then minister to us. Psalm 133 says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon, descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life evermore. And he goes on the next couple of psalms to talk about 
blessing the Lord in the, in the house of the Lord. And I guess I want to re- just reiterate what Dave was saying about the importance of coming together. And um, like I would even say to you know parents of young children, been there, done that, know what it's like. Sometimes you feel like, you know, what's the point? And I was saying the day before, I was saying you know, the amount of times that I sat on church steps outside with the kids running up and down verandas, you know, services going on behind and not really being a part of it. Week after week sometimes, you know, um, you go through those stages where your children just, no matter what you do, they're going to run wild. And it's really easy at those times, and, and you see it as a pastor, you know, and sometimes it goes for years, yes, I know. Um, <laughs> but it's really easy, you know, um, at those times to sort of go, oh, why bother? Why make the effort of coming, you know? I'm just going to end up here, there, whatever it is. I'm not going to... But as we're talking at the board meeting on Tuesday night, I was, the Lord reminded me that he said when we come together, he said the importance was to coming together. He said don't neglect meeting together. He said, didn't say anything about preaching. He didn't say anything about worship. He said don't neglect meeting together. And that's what he says in Psalms here, you know, how good and pleasant it is when we dwell together. That we have that cardionosis, that heart connection with each other. That whether we hear what the sermon is, whether we are able to enter into worship or we're fighting a child, you know. In some ways it doesn't matter because it really is about family, you know. And you've got to compete with children when you preach. That's how you get a good voice. But it's about, it doesn't matter. It's about being together. It's about encouraging each other. And, you know, it's an old illustration, but it's very powerful. Of There was a guy who, you know, had issues, and so he sort of didn't come to church, and he thought, I'll be all right. I can still be a Christian and not be in church, and it's okay to turn up every week. It just doesn't matter. So the pastor went to visit him after he hadn't been there for a few weeks, and, you know, he sort of let you know, through the grapevine, you know, just chasing the kids. He was sick of chasing the kids around church, and everything else and was just going to be a Christian at home and so the pastor came to visit him one night and he was home by himself and knocked on the door and the guy opened the door and the pastor walked in they said hi and he gestured for a chair and the pastor sat in his chair and it was in front of the fireplace and they sat in front of the fireplace and no one said anything for about five or six minutes and then the pastor picked up the, the fire tongs and he picked up one of the, the bits of log in there and he's took it out and he put it onto the hearth of the fireplace. And they sat there watching as this log slowly, the fire just died with the log and it started to cool. And then he picked up the log after it sort of, you know, it was still black and smoking a bit, but it cooled. He picked it back up and he put it back in the fire. And the moment it went back in the fire, it reignited. And the guy broke down in tears. And the pastor left without saying a thing. Because what he's saying is there's that importance of when we meet together, we fire each other. When we meet together, we bring a little bit of God together. You know what I mean? Because we all get a different revelation of God. We all see different aspects of God because he's bigger than any of us. If he wasn't, he wouldn't be God. And that's why it's a blessing when we dwell together because when we dwell together, we become the body coming together. And when we're together, we can do what God has asked us to do. 
we can become who God has made us individually and together, we become who he's made us to be. That's the importance of meeting together. And if all you ever do is drink a cup of coffee, and even that gets spilled on you, like I'm wearing half the pancake, but it's all right. It doesn't matter. It matters that we have come together and we meet together because, like Dar was saying, more important than vision is our culture. Because our culture holds us to who we are. And I've been in churches where we, we start out in the right way and we go in the right way and then pressures come in and things like that. And, and so the leadership takes it into where they think it should go because it looks good and it acts right. And they sacrifice culture and eventually the church starts to die for the sake of vision. See, we can achieve our vision through our culture. And our culture is that we're family. That we are one body, but we're family together. And we come and meet together because we're family. We hang out together because we're family, because we've got a heart connection. And sometimes people will come in and they'll pick up that connection and they'll join us. Others will come in and they won't pick up that connection and they won't join us. And we've lost people over time because we haven't had that heart connection. That's okay. Because we're the family put in this place for this time to do what God's calling us to do. You know, Dave and Sue are about to start a church down in Armadale. If you haven't met them, this is Dave and Sue, by the way. Those of you who um, They're about to start a church down in Armadale, you know. And so for them, it'll be people who have a heart connection with them. That will go in and, and be a part of the world that they're doing there. You know, they're with us today because, you know, Dave and I have got a heart. We worked for a while. We've got a heart connection. And that's more important than a whole lot of great preaching, a whole lot of great worship, is love. Love has to be the centre of what we do. And that love has to be that family kind of love. You know, I did, a, I did an interview this week, and actually it was more a psychoanalysis test, which I really hate, because it's really a problem when you do tests that you know the answers to. Because in training world, you get to see a lot of this stuff coming your way. And um, I remember doing one that actually freaked me out. It took me three hours to fill it out. Um, and the guy read my book, and I was, I was a little scary. It was, it was getting into the scary range, because he knew everything about me from this test. I think it cost you about five, $6,000 to do. I was doing a guinea pig one for him. But, you know, um, but I was doing this test the other day and going through and doing the answers, and I thought, yeah, I know, I know the correct responses. I know, I know how to answer this. I could just, it's supposed to take three hours. I think I did it in 45 minutes, the whole thing. Because I know myself. You know, I've done so many of them in that, and I've actually done this one before, that I knew what my answers would be as I went through. Um, but what really struck me in going through there is, is how important family actually is to me. That I'm answering all these questions, that I'm answering from the context of my family. And, but it wasn't just my family as in Dale and the kids, it was, it was you guys. And you're my family. And what I put in there was in the context of, of how I, we relate and how I feel about the people who are a part of Jesus Central. That we're not a church, we're a family. And we need to keep that family and keep growing together and keep supporting each other. And maybe that means taking someone's kids outside to watch the dancing castle and all that so they can actually hear you know, a sermon or be in the worship or whatever it is. But I really want to encourage you to, to not lose sight of who we are that we're family first and that we meet together 
Because as we do, and we come with that heart of, I come to bring love. I rock up on a Sunday or a Monday or whatever it is, and I come to bring love. That as we come with that approach, that we will become who God has made us to be. And that has to be first in all that we do. So if you're hurting, you need to say something. If things are going well, you need to say something. We need to be talking and communicating and encouraging each other to walk in that love. Yeah? Because as we walk in that love, that's where the blessing comes. As we dwell together. It's not just being in the same place. To dwell together means to be family. And as we be family, we'll see that blessing flow across all of us. I mean, you look at the early church, they got to the point where they just sold everything they had and just gave it as people need. Now I don't know if they're quite at that stage. Dave and Sue were talking about selling their house and donating it to us. What? No, they only moved in last week. <laughs> but, that's, but that's the level that God actually desires us to be at. That not just we are one, but all that we have and all that is us is one. That's where the early church got to. Yeah, that's a little freaky, isn't it? That you suddenly go, you know what? Here's the keys to my car. You know what? I'm going to sell my house and just really go and live together with other people and you know, we'll use that money for what God wants us to do. That gets freaky, yeah? But that's where they were at in the early church. That was the level of love they had for each other. We like our space. Yeah, I'll come and meet for a couple of hours, but I think it's time I now go back home, you know what I mean? And I know that. I like that too. I like my space. There are times I get peopled out. You know, and I just want to be by myself. It's like, whoa. But that wasn't where the early church was at. They had such love for each other and such love for God that they were in each other's pockets all the time. And that really pushes your love, yeah? We think retreats are pushed for a couple of days. (laughs) So I want to encourage you, when we come together, to walk in that love. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, let's be open and honest with each other, but let's do it in love. And let the blessing of God flow through that love, yeah? Yeah, let's pray. No. <laughs> I, was, I was reading this this week and I, I saw this and I thought, this is the pastorship institute. 